listening to the Greatest Mixtape Podcast with Eric and Matt. All right. Thanks. Good job, Gracie girl. Thank you for the intro. That was awesome. For those of you that don't know, that was that was my daughter. Uh, <laughs> making her podcast debut. Yes, making her debut. So thank you once again, Gracie. <laughs> nice job. Well, as Gracie said, this is the Greatest Mixtape Podcast. My name is Eric. My name is Mac. And uh, we're two friends that always loved music. That's what we uh, talked about when we were kids. That's what we talked about when we were adults. Quite frankly, I don't know if we have anything else in common. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you might be right. I think our... Our whole lives. If someone if someone turned the music off, we would just look at you and go, I don't know. I'm going to talk about it. Anyway. So that gave us the idea to start this podcast. That's what we do here. We just, we talk about music, all kinds of music, what we love, what we hate, what we kind of dig. And that's what we do. And for this episode, you know, we don't want to use the term guilty pleasure because that's that's kind of demeaning to the artist. Yeah, that's how the conversation started. We were kind of like, you know, oh, what about a guilty pleasures podcast? And we t- we we decided really early on that that's not the term we want to use because uh, because I think we both agree right. there's no such thing as guilty pleasure. You either like something or you don't. And if you do like it, who cares, man? Absolutely, dude. I mean, I listen to some weird shit and people look at me sideways all the time, and I'm like, I don't care, dude. This is yeah. fucking great. You know, yeah. so yeah, so there's really no such thing as a guilty pleasure as long as you own it. And again, it is it's it's kind of, it sounds kind of derogatory and disrespectful to the artists that we're going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So that's like it may be something that maybe people don't expect you to like or listen to, right? But you don't got to feel guilty about it. You don't got to feel ashamed about it. You got to own it and you got to love it and just rock it, man. Absolutely. I quick story. I was caught at a stoplight back in the '90s, sing not only blaring the song with my windows down, but singing along to "I'm Just a Girl" by No Doubt. Oh, okay. I got a weird look. Sure. Sure. But you know what? Hey, I, that in that moment, I was just a girl. Right, you were just in his own man. <laughs> it's a great fucking song. So anyway, that's the gist of today's podcast. We're going to talk about uh, songs that we love. That you, as the listener who's getting to know us, this is our third episode, um, may not expect to hear coming out of our mouth. Exactly, a couple of guys that originally bonded over heavy metal music, and yeah, right. we talked about the fact that we've evolved and we. Like, you know, just about basically every form of music now. Um, but still, some totally. of these songs might, you might hear, you know, let's talk about them and go, wow, I would <laughs> not, I did not see that coming. And again, much like the covers episode, maybe this will turn you on to something too, that you're just like, wow, I never, never really heard that song or never really thought about that song. Maybe, maybe it'll turn you on to something that uh, will be your new not guilty pleasure. Right. Maybe your new song that people would not expect you to listen to. And just like the covers episode that we did. Eric and I have not shared the the list of songs in advance, so this is going to be a complete surprise for both of us as we're reading. Correct. These yes, we did not divulge who or what songs uh, we are about to discuss. So I hope we don't have any overlap. That's always that's always the the uh, the danger always, yeah. when we do these kind of episodes where we don't talk about yeah. it in advance. But um, yeah, let's do it and just see what happens. Awesome, let's go, man! All right, so you want me to kick this one off, or you want to take it? Go for it! I want, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, and again, much like the uh, the covers episode, no particular order. These are just we each pick five. I'm not even going to say number five. I'm just going to say the first one I'm going to talk about is a uh, a little ditty by a group uh, that was very popular in the early '90s. They weren't around for too long. They they put out a couple of records. Um, kind of fizzled out and 
fell by the the wayside and ended up in the uh, currently residing in the where are they now file. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, they ended up there, unfortunately. But uh, a fun little dancey house music was kind of coming on the scene around this time, early yeah. 90s. Yeah. Uh, little group by the name of D-Light. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh. Song is Groove is in the Heart. Oh, man, what a jam. It is such a great song, dude. Um, that was a really fun time for music and, and dance music. Um uh, again, I've talked about the fact that I'm a drummer. So even though my primary forms of music that I listened to when I grew up on were, you know, rock and, and hard rock and metal. And um, I've, I've always had a, 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 a soft spot for, for dance music. And that was why I gained a love for hip hop, because I just love beats. I love rhythm. I'm a drummer. It's 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 part of, you know, what we do. So when I hear a song like Groove is in the Heart by D-Light, man, it's just so much fun. The beat is killer. The groove... It was a, uh, they actually, the, the bass loop, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, was an old Herbie oh. Hancock song that they, that they, they lifted. Oh, did not yeah, know that. Yeah. Yeah. So just a fun, fun song. Uh, if you're not familiar with D-Light, uh, I, I, I advise you to uh, go on YouTube and check them out. They were uh, a group consisting of uh, a lot of DJs. It was very funny. Back then, everybody was DJ so-and-so. Mm. So you had Lady Miss Kier was the singer. You had DJ Dimitri. You had Tawa Tai. I hope I'm saying his name right. He was Japanese, so I could be butchering his name if I am. I apologize, but also a DJ, DJ Ani. So that that was the core group, and then of course they had contributors and they had collaborators. Uh, Bootsy Collins is on the track. Okay. Yeah, he's in the video. Yeah, yeah. Bootsy's in the uh, video. Doesn't actually yeah, yeah. play the bass line. Like I said, it's an old Herbie Hancock bass line, but he's in the video. He does some vocal drops in the song. Dig. Um And also the oh yeah, dig. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Q-Tip. Does a verse. He d- he does this little rap verse. There's this little breakdown, and Q-Tip is in there. So they were really, really plugged into the whole like New York uh, dance scene again. Um, house music was coming onto the scene, and you know the club scene of the early '90s. They were just part of that whole wave, and uh, just a great, great, fun song. And it's it's one of those songs to this day uh, that. You know, you go to a wedding and the DJ is going to play it, man, and the dance floor is going to be packed. And yeah, um, yeah. oh god, yeah, Better yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. it's just one of those songs, man. <laughs> so, and it just makes me happy. It's one of those songs, man. Like if it comes out of my car, I, I you can't not smile and just kind of bop your head to it as you're driving down the road. Dude. It's just a fun, fun song. I've so, I've always loved that song from the day it came out, the very first time I've ever seen the video on MTV. And again, you know, at that time, maybe a song that we weren't supposed to like. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because especially when it came out, we were full on like yeah. metal guys and we don't like this crap. Right. You know, but uh, man, you yeah. can't deny that groove, man. You can't. No, no, no. It's so, so good. And and it's got and, and it's got a slide whistle in it. Yes. How many freaking songs have a slide whistle <laughs> in it, dude? Only the good ones. Only. Yeah. Right. There's right. <laughs> <laughs> only one kind of song with a slide whistle. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> so anyway man that's uh that's one of my uh my songs that uh i always you know review my notes before we sit down to record these things with with my lovely wife chris and uh she always points out to me you know things that are obvious or or whatnot but and she said the same thing she's like yeah your your friends know all this stuff she's like I, you know but i get it you know people that are meeting me for the first time through this podcast would have no idea that a song like that would be you know, that important to me or that much fun to me or that I would love it that much. So right yeah, definitely right. deserves a That's spot. That's fantastic. On, uh, and now I'm, this is what I, I love because now I'm pissed that, that I didn't pick that song. <laughs> like, 
Well, dude, again, man, I, your energy the last couple of days, we've been kind of texting and quick little phone calls here and there building up to this recording. And dude, I can tell you were on fire, man. You could not wait to sit down and do this. So I'm super <laughs> stoked to hear yours, too. This one's fun. And I'm going to, Eric and I talked about this before we started recording. I'm going to apologize in advance to getting <laughs> over COVID. Uh, so if I, if, I, if I start coughing, I apologize. If I don't cough, then this podcast has been brought to you by Halls. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you've actually got I'm not going to lie dude you've kind of got this like you know, there's a little bit of a rasp in your voice that's kind of it's yeah. kind of hot man I don't know it may work it may work for you man like, am I like Kathleen Turner or like a- <laughs> <laughs> yes as a matter of fact if I close my eyes I can't tell the difference oh fantastic man we're going to be so famous <laughs> um, so so my fr- the first song I'm going to bring up here again isn't that far out where you're going to say no fucking way but again this was a band that came out when we were just you know, like just metal 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 we weren't supposed to like this band yeah. we weren't supposed to like these catchy pop hooks but i loved this song Ooh, when it came out okay. i just didn't tell anybody but i'm telling the world right now ready <laughs> this is a big reveal dude new sensation by nxs oh my god dude, dude okay dude all right is there anything catchier than that song i there's there's not i don't know like that little cool little guitar riff. Yep, yep. It just everything about it is so much fun. It makes me happy. I smile every time I hear it. I'm with you, dude. I I actually I, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I really liked In Excess, especially when that album came out. And uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of kept that one a little close to the chest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't cool for a guy like me with Metallica patches on his jacket to like right. In Excess. But my God, yeah. Dude, they could yeah. write hits. Man, what a great band. I mean, just loaded with hooks, every one of them. And even just like, just like, you know, the yeah. last verse, just, it makes me smile. Like, hate, baby, hate, when there's nothing left for you, you're only human, what can you do? It'll soon be over, don't let your pain take over you. Love, baby, love, it's written all over your face. There's nothing better we could do than live forever. Well, that's all we've got to do. Like That's what's I up, dude. That's, love that's that great. That's a great verse too, man. Yeah. Uh, and again, I yeah. mean, you can't talk about an excess and not talk about what a goddamn bummer it is. That he's no longer with us, but Michael Hutchins was, yeah. Oh my God. What, what a, a front, front man. Good looking killer hair. Awesome voice stage presence from hell. I mean, he was just, he was the whole yep. package, dude. Yeah. He was, yeah, man. He was amazing. He was so, so good. That's really sad that he's gone, but man, I mean, Musical legacy, man. At least you can listen to NXS and go, yeah, what a fucking great band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a Killer great band, pick. man. Uh, little side story, uh, not, not not to bring the... I mean, I brought the room down already with talking about Michael Hutchins, but um, I have, NXS is a weird place in my, in my, in my, my heart and my, my mind more than anything else. When I was a, a week before my 17th birthday, you'll remember this, I crashed my car. Um, oh, the, Ma- the Maverick. The Maverick, yes. I was the Maverick man in, uh, in high school. I had my very first car was a 1973 Maverick and uh, I totaled it a week before my 17th birthday. It was just, it wasn't even being dumb. I wasn't speeding. It was a stupid inexperienced driver shit, but uh, crashed my car and I just, I had the radio on. I didn't have a tape in or anything like that. I just had the radio was playing. So I wasn't even really paying attention to the, to what was on until crash face hits the windshield. I land mm-hmm. in my seat and in like a millisecond, you just kind of, you know, take inventory of what the hell is going on around you. And I hear, 
Fucking Devil Inside by NXS is playing. Bluetooth connected. When I crashed my car and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even realize it was on the stereo. Like, I didn't even know it was playing until the silence after a crash happens. And then I realized. So now every time I hear Devil Inside by NXS, I immediately flash back to 16-year-old me crashing my car in the middle of our hometown in front of the busiest pizza place (laughs) where everybody files out and watches me like, oh, God. Oh, the fucking fire engine red maverick. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, God, it was a beautiful little car, too. (laughs) It was. And now it just... God. That in excess, yep. in excess, just now, linked yep. together. The Maverick forever. and in excess, just uh, a lot, a lot of pain, a lot of pain. <laughs> oh my god! But I so still rich. love in excess, so there you go. That the power of in excess, man. They can't even uh, a, a, a totaling my car at sixteen years old can't even make me dislike them. Awesome. All right, so my next one, um, I was about to say it's going to be the most obscure, but <laughs> I, got, I got one more in the chamber that may win. Um, I'm just going to come right out. Okay. So (laughs) we're talking mid nineties. I'll say these girls were everywhere and I mean everywhere. Uh, and again, one of those groups that, uh, Uh we weren't supposed to like that. They were very polarizing. Either loved them or hated them. And, uh, I secretly loved them. Saw them in concert in the nineties to this day, dude. When this song comes on, I still, I will fucking blast it. I do not care. Uh, wanna be by the Spice Girls, man. <laughs> oh man, it's a great song. I don't care. It's a great song. They actually had Holy multiple I, because that was my immediate pick. And then, of course, as I'm doing a little, you know, research and just doing my homework, you know, for the podcast, I'm like, oh my god, like they had other songs that were great too. But I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going down that route. I'm gonna stick with Wannabe. Nope. It was the one that put them on the map. The thing is. <laughs> I remember way back in the day when you told me that you went to go see the Spice Girls. And I remember like like checking in with a couple of our other friends and being like, yo, I think Eric's... We're losing him. Do we, do we stage an intervention? I, like, I don't know what what's wrong with him. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know this cat anymore. I don't know. <laughs> well, in my defense, uh, in those days, I was working in Top 40 Radio. Yes. And uh, I got free tickets to everything. So, I mean... Am I not gonna go? And let's let's be honest, the Spice Girls were very attractive. Perhaps I had free tickets. I'm gonna go see this, but I also kind of secretly enjoyed their music too. Hey man, wave wave the flag, right? (laughs) This is what this show is all about. Like again, again, absolutely yes. That's why we're here doing this. I do not care, and in my ripe old age, I care even less about looking cool or whatever. Um. Probably wouldn't have admitted it in the moment, but yeah, dude. And again, and I'm not saying like I own all their discography or anything like that, but I'm telling you, man, we were, (laughs) what made me actually think of this song too was, um, uh, we were recently on vacation and this hotel we were staying at, uh, they, they told us ahead of time. They're like, we we were arriving on a Wednesday at this particular hotel. We were staying in multiple cities. We're kind of bouncing around in this, this city we were getting there on Wednesday. And as we're booking it, the the person is telling us, uh, oh, and Wednesdays we have a DJ. So just so you know, when you get there on Wednesday, it might be a little crazy. We have a DJ who comes in. We're like, ah, that's cool, whatever, rad. So we we get there and we, we check in early in the afternoon. 
so no DJ, nothing is, you know, normal lobby of a hotel. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to look at it like, OK, there's the bar. There's where we're going to have our breakfast tomorrow, that kind of thing. Well, we go out and we kind of explore the city or have some dinner, or whatever. We come back. Now it's like eight o'clock. And I was saying on the walk back to the hotel, I'm like, I might check this DJ out. Just see what it's about. See what's going on. Right. We walk into the hotel. It is butts to nuts. Mm-hmm. The entire first floor is just packed, packed. And we're in a foreign country, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no, let's yeah. just go to the room. I, I don't, you know, I, 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 I don't speak the language. I, I don't know what's going on. And it was like hard, like house and techno yeah. kind of like kind of stuff, right? So I'm like, all right, man, let's just go to bed. I don't need to check out the DJ. Thought maybe for a minute I wanted to do that. We get upstairs, we fall asleep. Three, four hours go by. I, I wake up, and I swear to you, from four floors up. Sure. I could still hear like the thumping. And I'm telling you, man, this dude went from playing like hard house and techno. Yeah. He was playing Spice Girls. He was playing wannabe. And I and from floor four is away, I was like, eh, 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 eh. going to the bathroom, like I'm getting up to take a pee, and I'm like bobbing my head to Spice Girls. <laughs> and I realized at that moment, I'm like, I still love this song. Did, it's a great song. It's so stupid, but I love it. Did Chris wake up and see you doing this? She did not, fortunately oh. for me. No, because then I would have had to act cool, right? I mean, right, yeah. even after all these years, I still got to put on a show for my wife. I'm like, no, no, right, no. Right. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I was bopping my head. To, I had my earbuds in. I was listening to Pantera. Um, <laughs> yeah, not not Spice Girls. Yeah. No, but so there you go, man. All right, dude. Spice Girls. Love them. And oh, I, I got asked before we wrap this up, because yeah. whether you loved them or not, everybody had a favorite. Gun to your head. Who's your favorite Spice Girl? Jerry Hollowell. <laughs> you, of course, Ginger Spice. Of course, it's Ginger Spice. <laughs> Why would I think your answer would be anything but Jerry Hollowell, a.k.a. Yep. Ginger Spice? Yes. Oh, my God. Great answer. That's that's the perfect answer. I may have answered that too quick. That, uh, it was it was very fast. You would, you, would fast. Have, you would have beautiful little ginger children if you, <laughs> if you were ever, you know. Oh my god! In another universe or something, I don't know. Mine was posh. Mine was posh. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a weird uh, in the nineties. I was really attracted to like, I don't know, kind of like bougie women. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Right. Yeah. But she was very. Yeah. I yeah. mean, her, her nickname was posh. For I mean, yeah, it's yeah. And my competition was David Beckham. So I guess I never really had a shot to begin with. All right, man. Give me your next one. Okay. Now this. This is an '80s supergroup. Who at All the right. time, you know, we we just blew off as a bunch of old men. I'm talking about Jeff Lynne, Roy Orbison, Bob Dylan, George Harrison, and Ooh. Tom Petty. I'm talking about the Traveling Wilburys. Oh man! And the song is "Last Night." That's a great choice, now, it's dude. Such a fun song. It's got this cool oh, reggae man. bounce to it, almost like George. Is kind of making a, a more a newer version yeah. of Oh Blah Dio Blah Da. Like it's got this fun, and it's all about Tom Petty, a night yeah, out at the yeah, bar, yeah. meeting a girl, you know, and talking about last night. It's just it's so much fun. But then as you again, you know, I'm listening to the song. We were doing doing research for the show, and I just got hung up on one thing. And I would love it to been in the pitch meeting with the band when this happened, because everything is going great in the song. It's the yeah. greatest night out and meeting a beautiful girl, having drinks, good time. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm on board so far. Right. And then here comes the doomsayer, fucking Roy Orbison. <laughs> right? Out of nowhere, here's Roy Orbison. <laughs> I asked her to marry me. She smiled, pulled out a knife, 
the horror just beginning. She said, your money or your life. What? What, what, the, <laughs> what the fuck just happened, Roy? Like, <laughs> I, I would love to like the band getting together. Okay, so, okay, guys. We're going to have this great song. It's so much fun. It's got this great reggae bounce. Roy, you're going to come in and fucking ruin it. Ruin everything. <laughs> it's about the greatest night of your life. Roy, you're the buzzkill. Fucking, yeah, sad sack, Roy Orbison. You come in and just <laughs> just ruin the party, okay, man? <laughs> That's like, amazing. After after that, then Petty comes back in, and hey, now I'm back at the bar. She went a little too far. You know, he's just having a good time, still singing like it's no big deal, but like, Roy just comes in and just... <laughs> <laughs> Shit went south when Roy came in, man. Fucking Roy. Oh, I just felt so bad looking back. Like I feel bad for Roy because, like, <laughs> he was maybe, like the I old mean, dude. You know, artists write from experience, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe that was his life. Maybe that's all he knew. He didn't I mean, know he, picking up the girl at the bar. He didn't. Know, he knew well, threats of violence. All he <laughs> sang about was heartbreak. Like you know, pretty woman crying. Like right? that dude yes, just. Good knew, God. <laughs> and you got this happy ass song. You're just enjoying oh it, and then God. he just comes in and just says, oh, "Hang on, asshole." <laughs> just hold, hold my beer <laughs> torpedoes the whole good time oh god that's great but i still i still love the song i love i love the music i love the beat i love tom petty's oh vocals my god that's so good i just i hear the song and i, and I aside from from roy coming in and shitting all over everything i just the song makes me happy it's just fun sure it's a good time and, he, and like i know we're i'm being a little dramatic but you know, <laughs> it, it, even that part makes the song fun, and it's just yeah, fun. yeah, absolutely. You know, and I remember when well, darkness ever heard out, anybody. I remember when that first Wilburys album came out. Like, I remember all of us shitting all over me. You know, all these old dudes. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And looking back now, they're you know years younger than we are right now. <laughs> I was gonna say they recorded but, it when they were younger than we are now. Yeah, I think Petty was like thirty-seven. Yeah, and, like and he was yeah, and he was the young guy in the group. I think yeah. yeah. Um, but just Ugh. a great album altogether. I love the Wilburys. I love both the albums they put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a big fan of all the guys in that band. And you know, for whatever reason, at that time, I think they were. It wasn't as big as it could have been. Yeah, I think people look back at them kind of dismissive. But if you go back and listen to the Wilburys, like there's some just you can't have a bad song with all that talent in the room. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm just I'm just a big fan of the Wilburys, and, and that song just like I said, just I just laugh. It just makes me smile every time I hear it, man. I love it. <laughs> oh God, that's great, man. And and yeah, the the fact that it's such a happy, bouncy song, and then this weird ass left field downer just verse out of comes nowhere. <laughs> and it's got to be Roy. It couldn't have been anybody else. Right, right, right. Yeah, nobody else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. My God. All right. Well, my next one, I am, uh, I'm going way outside. Um, actually, my next two are going to go way outside, which you may or may not think of me as a music fan. But uh, um, I kind of touched on this a little earlier about how, you know, being a drummer, I'm, I'm attracted to music that has, you know, killer beats and, and you know, is very rhythmic and, and, you know, and the EDM, like it or not, you can't deny that some of that music is just, it's infectious, mm -hmm. you know? Do I want to go to Electric Daisy for three days? No. No. No, I'd rather have 16 colonoscopies in a row. But 
every once in a while, an artist or a song just kind of grabs me and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. It's really, you know, innovative. It's new. It's fresh. It's it's creative. Um, and an artist that, that really kind of does that for me in that genre is Deadmau5. Okay. Um, and so in 2010, he put out a record uh, called 4 times 4 equals 12. And on that record is a song called Sophie Needs a Ladder. And it's just an amazing, amazing track because it's just it's just weird enough. I mean, you know, EDM is a little weird anyway, but he he has a tendency to break the mold of what everybody else is doing. Um, and in this particular song, yeah, like the drum sounds. The, especially there's this this snare and this hi-hat that is just constant through the entire song and it, and it drives the song and it never changes tempo. It never speeds up. It never slows down. It's just, it's through the entire song, this, this hi-hat and the snare. And what's amazing about it is there's this keyboard part that speeds up and slows down as the song is playing. So at some point, that snare and that hi-hat are completely out of tempo with this 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 keyboard loop, right? And then eventually mm-hmm. it comes back in and it syncs back up and then it goes into a verse and whatever. And then it does it again and it just does this. So it creates this weird musical tension. I'm totally musically nerding out over this right now. But it's just a really, really fun song. And it's one of his songs where he has a guest vocalist on it because a lot of his music is, is instrumental. And uh, the, the, the reason the song is called Sophie Needs a Ladder is the singer is this German singer named Sophie. And uh, she's amazing. She's on a few tracks on that record. Uh, she's got her own stuff. She's really cool. Check her out if you're into that kind of music too. Um, but really, really cool singer. She, she she can rap. She can sing. She's she's actually like kind of the, 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 the full package. But uh, really, really cool song. Originally, oh, and another fun fact is uh, the song was originally a, an instrumental. And... When he, he put the song out originally, he was like, it's just missing something. It's cool. It's fun. It's a little quirky. It's a little weird. And then he started collaborating with Sophie, and he was like, oh, my God. He's like, I know what we need to do. And had her do vocals for the track. And it's just absolutely amazing. It's so good. And the, the song is so good. It's actually, it's been in video games. It was in uh, a Need for Speed video game. It was in that. It was in, actually, it was in The Hangover Part 2. There's a club scene. And in the club scene, if you if you're listening to what's playing in the back, there's probably 15 club scenes in that song, but or in that movie. But uh, one of them is Sophie Needs a Ladder. Uh, and it was also an entourage. It's been in a lot of things. Yeah. So, you, so a lot of you, it, you may not have you may not think you've heard it, but you probably have. So yeah. check it out. Dead Mouse, uh, Sophie Needs a Ladder. Great song. See, this is this is what I love about this is this is, this is the conversation we've been having for the last I don't know how many decades. Where like I'm not familiar with this song, okay, but you just turned me on to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Want, this is now, yes. Now I want now I want to go check it out, and I'm going to go check it out. Like yes. I'm gonna like everything you just said about the 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 hair, the snare, and the hi hat, and you know, the, you know, the loop. With I'm like I, I'm going to go listen to it and study it as I'm listening. And and you'll dig it, dude. Again, man, I know. And EDM is not my thing either. It's not my main thing by any chance, but or by any stretch, but. Uh, like I said, if a song or an artist kind of cuts through all the generic crap that you're hearing and, and they really kind of stand out and he's that guy. Um, and if you check out that record in particular, he's, he's got two that came out right around the same time, um, that, uh, 
that's your good jumping off point for him. Because if you dig those, then you can dig a little deeper and like listen to more of his stuff. But those, the, yeah. that record in particular, uh, four times four equals twelve, is is really really good. It's got some pop sensibility to it. It's not just you know that droning, monotonous EDM stuff that uh, a lot of people put out. Not to diss yeah. the genre, I'm not. But um, but yeah, and also fun fact: Sophie and Tommy Lee dated. Oh. Tommy Lee and Dead Mouse are very good friends. So. Uh, they met through Dead Mouse, dated, actually were engaged, split up uh, before he married his, his current wife. But uh, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there where Dead Mouse is performing, Sophie's there doing live vocals, and they roll Tommy Lee out, and he's playing live drums to the song. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so there's some pretty cool shit out there. So, uh, yeah, go on YouTube, do a, do a Dead Mouse uh, deep dive, and... Uh, also, Dead Mouse got his name from uh, he was a big computer nerd, and uh, you know back in the day, like way back in the day when we had like dial up and shit, everybody had funny like uh, screen names, your AOL yeah, name, and yeah. all those things, and and uh, he actually found a dead mouse in his computer, like he was cleaning it out one day and like took this tower apart yeah. and it was dead, so he became Dead Mouse. That was his screen name. Oh, that's where nice. his, that's where his uh, I I, his, I did actually kind of wonder that his stage years, name. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, he spells it D E A D M A U five because it looks like right. an S. So, you know, it'd be weird, but but yeah, he actually found a dead mouse in his computer, so he has been dead mouse from that day. Sir, so, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me know what you think, man. I, I think you'll do yeah, it for sure. <sighs> okay. <laughs> You really ramped up for that this, one. <laughs> I can't wait. But the the better part of the story is how I learned of this song. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> for, I I'm love a go, good backstory. Yep. So the song is Cold Heart by Dua Lipa and Elton John. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Didn't see that coming. Nope. Just, I mean, catchy as fuck. Like, yeah, dude. Super catchy. But, you know, hey. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age. I'm very busy. <laughs> I don't keep up with the pop charts. Same, dude. You know what I'm same. saying? Same. So I, when this song's out, I have no idea that it's out. I, I'm just, you know, yeah. things just sail right by me. My daughter listens to Kids Bop. Oh, God. So I get to know this song by hearing the Kids Bop version. A bunch of like six-year-olds singing Every it. time I'm driving her to school or driving her to soccer or whatever. Yeah. Dad, we listen to Kids Bop. It's kids Bob, they rotate five songs all day long. They don't. So every time you get in the car, you're going to hear the same five songs. Right, right. And so this song kept coming on. And I'm just like, before I know it, I'm in love with the song. I'm like, this is, it's. I it's love, just in your brain. It's just you in like your it brain. Not. You can't. Yeah, so then, of yeah. course, then I'm like, oh, I got to find the original artist. I got to dig into this a little bit. Right. You, you got to dig into it. I'm like, oh, shit. Elton John's on this track. Like, you know, I, I have no idea. But it's just, not an eight-year-old boy singing this yeah. part. It's a it's an actual knight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I but you, I mean, I, obviously you listen to the original version, not the kids pop version. I love Dua Lipa singing the rocket yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, that. I think she she sounds beautiful doing it. I love Elden. I love the beats. I love everything about it. It's just it's just a beautiful song. I love the way it's put together, and it's just catchy as hell. I mean, I just I can't deny it. You know, I, I hear it and I just leave it on and yeah, you know, just kind of one of those songs that I just I just love, man. I hey, I got to know it through fucking kids pop, but you know <laughs> that it that wins hands down for like oddest way any of us have ever been introduced to a song before. <laughs> I mean, that's that's yeah, that's top notch shit right there through I mean, kids pop. I'll, I'll be honest with you, 
the only reason I know about Post Malone is because of Kids Bop. <laughs> All right, maybe you should stop now. Right, that, that tune, <laughs> right? Circles, right? I'm like, I'm listening to this on Kids Bop. I'm like, hey, this is. Oh a- my God, that's on Kids Bop. I'm like, this is a jam. This is. This I gotta good- start listening to Kids Bop. Apparently, this is some good I'll shit. be. I'll you be. Know, then I go, so I go look it up, and I'm like, oh, that's Post Malone. Huh. So that's what that oh, guy sings. All right. He's not too Jesus. bad. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be much more hip if I listen to Kids Bop, apparently, because I don't know <laughs> shit about so much of the new pop music, man, yeah. I'm telling you. But I do like her. I, I know enough that I do like her a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot, I've seen a lot of YouTube performances of hers and stuff. She's just cool. Yeah. I dig that. I actually, I had a few... Uh, obviously we narrowed down the list. We didn't just pick five and go. Yeah. I mean, it was, I had a good 15, maybe 20 at, at one point. And, uh, and I had, I had more, my next one's going to fall into that category, but, but I had more, um, pop stuff on there and, uh, a couple of the, the more popular female pop stars. Um, and I just narrowed it down anyway, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm by no means an expert in that world, right. but, um, yeah, again, man, some, some just shine through and are just better than others. and I like her. I think she's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so and you know that guy Elton John, if, if he plays his cards right, he might have a good career. <laughs> <laughs> He's got something. That he, guy. Something he could really be yeah. something. Yeah. All right, dude. What do you got next? All right. Well, in keeping with the uh, uh, female pop stars, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go for a name that you're 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 very familiar with. I mean, unless you've lived under a rock for the last 30 years, you, you know this person. But what I think is going to throw you for the biggest loop is the actual track I'm going to okay. pick. So with that said, uh, I've always had a, a, a love for uh, Extina. Okay. Well, Chris, Christina Aguilar. Sure. Always loved her. Always loved her from the moment I heard. Because, again, going back to the 90s, I was working in Top 40 Radio. Um, yeah, I was the weird guy with long hair that like listened to Metallica but played Backstreet Boys on the radio. Um, I was yet yeah, introduced to, yes, this Christina Aguilera, a lovely little girl who had an amazing, amazing, huge voice mm-hmm. uh, beyond her years and, and far beyond her size. My God, yeah. she uh, so good. So good. At like 16 years old. Just. Uh. And uh, so uh, of all of those, the Britney's and, and, and all of the, you know, the Jessica Simpsons and all that that were popular at that time, I always just thought Christina was just just a notch above, man. She just vocally was just so much more talented and gifted. Um, but <laughs> getting to the track, yes. it's probably not one of the ones you think. Every <laughs> this is the weirdest uh, one. Oh, yeah. Every Christmas, my beautiful wife, Chris, breaks out. And, and now we just stream it, but back in the day it was the CD. Christina Aguilera in 2000 put out a Christmas album. Okay. And it was called uh, My Kind of Christmas. And the opening track is called Christmas Time. <laughs> and I butcher the lyrics. I have no idea what half of the thing. I, I catch like, like I'm, I'm that idiot that like I get one line mm-hmm. and then I fill in the next line with what I, what I think she should say yeah. or what makes sense in my head, even though she's not saying that. <laughs> So when you hear the song, she's actually saying uh, family Christmas cheer. And every year, I, without fail, I sing family Christmas tree because to me, Christmas tree rhymes with family yeah. better than cheer. But whatever. Um, but I love the song, man. I, and, and I'm kind of a heathen. I'm not a big like Christmas guy from a religious standpoint. But I love celebrating the holiday. Um, 
But that song, man, it's 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 better than Mariah Carey. It's better than oh, all that's, the whoa, that's, crap. You, hey, hey, whoa! Oh, oh, I'll 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 go there. I will go there. <laughs> I will go there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. I probably just woof. Eesh, our numbers just went down, oh, dude. Just Sorry about that. Shit now, boy. <laughs> well, this isn't going to come out around Christmas, so maybe I'm safe. But uh, yeah, man, I don't need to hear Mariah Carey, uh, Carey all I want for Christmas yeah, ever again. I mean, I think they're playing it now. <laughs> yeah, it's September. Stop. Uh, but I love the song. It's a great song. The vocal performance is amazing. The production's amazing. The whole record's really good. And actually, in uh, in doing my my prep for this this episode, I didn't even know that there is a live video of her performing that. It was it's obviously mm. some award show or something. But oh my god, it's just a really really good song. And it kind of makes me like Christmas songs. So there you go. See, I'm I'm just learning a lot about you on this episode because <laughs> you know we've known each other forever, but you know, it's still absolutely. It, I would have never if I if you said beforehand pick who's going to be in my top five. I would have never said Christina Aguilera. <laughs> a B. I would have never picked a Christmas song. Christmas song. Because right? again, like yeah, you said, me. I mean, you know, we're not necessarily the religious types. No, but. <laughs> So you picking a Christmas song just yeah floors me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, much like Dead Mouse, I think after you listen to Sophie Needs a Ladder, you need to listen to uh, <laughs> Christmas Time by Christina Aguilera. It'll change your life. Every holiday will be so much better from here on out for you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And and, and it, I mean, we we are one of those families. We do the, the Christmas mix. Where oh, we have dude. The playlist of Christmas songs. Every year. Every year in my and house. That, that's not on there, but I now it, I think it has to be. And and it's one of those songs. It might have snuck in there. It's if you're because especially if you're just streaming and like you know just doing some mix or something. Um, it may have snuck in there on you and you just don't realize it. But it's a really really good song. Told you I had a weird one in the in the chamber for you. I, you could have offered me a million dollars. <laughs> I would have never, never gone that way. Nice. Okay, here we go. Now this is going to bring back memories for you, a former. Wedding DJ. Yes, I did do that very, very. Now there are many wedding songs. So many that I hate. Oh, you and and me both, my friend. Right, but here's one that I just can't live without. We are family by Sister Sledge. Oh my God, dude, that is the jam. (laughs) I'm telling you, I I was literally speechless there for a second. That 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 weird noise that came out of my mouth was my brain trying to like come up with something to say. I I I I did not sneak in. That song brings people together. It does. Okay. That song squashes <laughs> beefs, family beefs. Like you'll have people that haven't <laughs> spoken to each other in years over some bullshit, right? Like Aunt Shirley hasn't talked to like niece Peggy in like fourteen years. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's someone's fucking potato salad <laughs> at the last picnic was a stolen recipe, so they haven't talked in twenty fucking years. But you put that song Dude. on. No one cares about that potato salad. Good Lord. They go out there and they're having a great time. And I just, I love that song just makes people happy. And you know what? And the other thing too, like wedding, (laughs) right? Now, I'm not one of these husbands that just doesn't do shit and and is a bum and makes my wife do everything. Well, let's be honest. (laughs) Weddings don't happen without the work of oh come on the, Abs- the women of the yeah, family i mean right the weddings don't come together no like, for for that thing we we just basically got to show up and not screw up yeah right? so that song comes on and it's just this rush of women to the dance yeah, floor for sure and it's this anthem mm-hmm. for all the women in the family 
and all they've done. And it's just a celebration of life and sisterhood. And like, so like that song comes on and I just get happy. I just watch, you know, grandma comes out, (laughs) you got 70 year old women out there dancing. You got 10 year old girls out there dancing and they're all holding hands. And it's just sisterhood. I mean, Dude, I'm telling you, that song squashes beats. That song just <laughs> brings people together. Look, if more people listen to that in the 90s, Tupac and Biggie may still be here. That's I'm just saying. They could, they may still be here. Aside from just being a fun song, lyrically, you know, that piano hook, like, every, you know, it's just a cool, fun, groovy song. It really is. It but is, I just, man. Yeah. I, so I, I have two things to say about this song. So you just described my mom. To a T, because that is my mom's wedding jam, dude. My mom cannot go to a wedding. That is her favorite wedding song. Just has to hear it at every... Oh, I can see her out there. Right? It It was played at my wedding reception. I'm sure it was played at my brother's wedding reception. Like, that's Mm -hmm. that's my mom's jam, dude. She loves... And my mom grew up with three sisters and her brother. So I always kind of felt bad for my uncle, because, you know, they were out there singing away, and there was my he was at the bar. Um, The other thing, though is that song and I, I'm not shitting on your pick I swear to you I'm not but as as a former wedding DJ that song was just that song that just got played so much nope yeah. nope I misspoke I'm an idiot I was just about to tell you a story about the wrong song actually makes your song even stronger there was a song after so many years of wedding DJing uh, myself and like other wedding DJ friends you know because there's a community we all hang out we go bowling and um we, we all decided, and I thought it was We Are Family. It's not. It was Celebration by Cool and the Gang. We decided oh, one day that we were like, you know what? Let's not play that song ever again. And it was kind of the litmus test. It was the gauge of if you're a good wedding DJ, you don't have to play that song. And right. so whenever we would have a, a wedding reception... And we could get through the whole night without playing Celebration and people still had a good time. As long as people were on the dance floor and we didn't play Celebration, we were like, we killed it tonight. We killed it. Right, yeah. Because that's the song. If you're dying and people aren't feeling you, man, throw on fucking Celebration, dude, and the dance floor's packed. So. Oh, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, dance floor's full. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Sorry, I thought it was your song. It was not. I never actually, I never banned We Are Family. I go. may have felt like it, but I never did. It may have felt like it. It's after, a great song. After playing it a couple thousand times. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And and back to your point about that song having amazing production and amazing players and stuff. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. All of those songs, man. I know people shit on disco in that era, that late 70s, early 80s, you know, and everything I kind of got lumped in disco because it just it all kind of had that vibe at the time. But man, I think what people don't realize and maybe they do now, maybe they're starting to appreciate, but so many of those songs that amazing fucking players, dude. And if you really listen, like just ignore what you've been told about those songs and all those things. And just listen to the music, man. Just listen. Yeah. And break it down in your head. Oh my God. It's some really, really amazing music, amazing players. That's just it. Yeah. You know, forget about labels. Yeah. 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 Throw that that to the side. Just, just listen yeah. to the music, man. Some of that stuff yeah. crushed, dude. Some of it was really good yeah. music. So, anyway, Sister Sledge, Sister Sledge, bro. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna make my mom listen to this episode. She'll be very happy. 
All right. Well, next on my list, and again, no particular order. It just so happens that he was at the bottom of this list. But uh, this is this is one that I could probably talk about. I could probably do multiple episodes on this artist because uh, to to anybody close to me, this isn't going to be a surprise. But again, to you, the listener who don't know me, this may shock you, surprise you, or at least raise an eyebrow. I am the world's biggest Prince fan. Yes, I'm the long-haired, tattooed metal guy, but Prince ha- is and always has been my absolute favorite. Like, no matter what mood I'm in, Prince has music to to you know to go along with that. Um, yeah, he's yeah. he's just amazing, and and he can do anything, and and could do anything. And um, but the song I picked was "Nothing Compares to You" because oh. it's one of those songs that only Prince could write. Um, and I say that because obviously it was made, you know, popular by Sinead O'Connor. Right. The song was actually written around 1984. Uh, Prince wrote it. And uh, by all stories that I've read and heard, uh, it was one of those songs that just like sort of fell out of him. I think he wrote the whole thing in like 30 minutes. It was just in there. Just like he was one of those artists that could just yeah. sneeze and like a fucking top 10 hit came out. Um, he was just that level of genius. But uh, wrote the song in like 30 minutes, knew it was something special, but just uh, it, it just didn't really have room in what was going on in his career at the time. So he just kind of sat on it. And then he said, oh, wait a minute. I'm putting this group together. He had this group that he wrote all the music for. He assembled the people. Um, he just basically didn't sing on it. But it was really a Prince record with some other people on the cover. Okay. And it was called The Family. And uh, the song Nothing Compares to You was on The Family record very rare very hard to find um because again it fizzled out after that it just kind of sat on the shelves for a while and then Sinead O'Connor was was gaining some popularity and was getting ready to record her second record and her uh manager suggested doing a cover song and somehow this is where it gets a little muddy I'm not entirely sure how the two camps got together and that song became the song but uh you know prince prince held on to his shit pretty tight like he he didn't just give songs yeah. to just anybody so obviously Sinead impressed him and and um you know let her record that song and the rest is history it was a huge huge song and and i i dude i swear like you or i could record that song and i think it'd be brilliant it's just it's just too good to fuck up it's just an amazing right. song <laughs> i can't sing to save my life and i think i could probably have a hit with it cuz it's just that good Um, And then in 1993, Prince was releasing um, the hits and the B-sides like compilation and recorded a live version of it. And dude, it is just it's just off the charts, man. It's just the performance because it's already a brilliant song, as as I clearly stated. Right. And the performance of it is just so, so good. And, you know, it's got it's 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 much more. The uh, Sinead version is very, is very stripped down. It's it's her and some very basic melodies behind her. I mean, she's it's a vocal delivery and it and it's beautiful. I mean, her her version is amazing. But Prince's the dynamics it get, it goes from loud to soft and it's got horns and then it's just piano and him and then it's just you know with a drummer just keeping a real simple beat in the back and it's just this back and forth and it, it's just it's unreal. It's amazing and uh, and what's even the the coolest part of the whole song is nobody knows who it was written for. Right. There's rumors yeah. about, you know, because he hadn't broken up with anybody recently, so there's not, like, speculation, like, oh, it was, you know, this this relationship fell apart, or, you know, um, some people think it was, because <laughs> right before that he wrote that song, his uh, his his maid quit, 
who apparently he was very close with people like maybe he wrote it for his maid. Um, one of his friends uh, broke up with his fiance, Jerome Benton from the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people say he wrote it for him because of what he was going through. Nobody knows, but for that song to be that powerful and to evoke that much emotion over uh, possibly quite possibly a fictitious person right. who doesn't even exist. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, that's my little Prince story. But, that's uh, awesome, dude. It's it's I I just love that song. And again, like I said, I think anybody record that Slayer could do a version of it. It would probably be amazing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just that I mean, good. and and I'm not surprised at all. You know, just because I know you, sure, that, that you went with Prince, um, and and you're somebody that, um, kind of got me into Prince. Like, cool. Yes, uh, yeah, I remember Purple Rain. Sure, I the, the, the hits and all that. Yeah, but just getting into him deeper and the appreciation for the artistry and the songwriting and his guitar work. Uh, uh, I mean, just talk about somebody that has gone too soon. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. I you know. know that was just uh, an, an absolute genius. Yeah. A genius. And you mentioned his guitar playing. It, it, it frustrates me sometimes. And, and again, I'm not a guitar player, but I mean, I've been a drummer for many years. I've been in a lot of bands. I've been around guitar players. I mean, so, you know, uh, maybe a little better gauge than the average person, but I get mad sometimes that he's not in more conversations when they talk about some of the greatest, you know, of all time. Um, yeah. He, he's, he, he was definitely up there, man, you know? Um, and, and he was another one of those virtuoso musicians, not just guitar players, but he played anything. Right. The guy played every instrument. Like his first three records, he recorded all by himself. He was like another like Stevie Wonder or, you know, before there was a Dave yep. Grohl who did all the stuff himself. I mean, you know, he, he was in there doing everything as a teenager. His first record came out and he was like 18 years old. Right. Played all the records, written, produced, arranged, <laughs> performed by Prince. Like, look at the back of those jackets, man. He did yeah. everything as a kid. All right, dude. I'm... I've been waiting. This this is the moment. All right, dude. Here it is. You ready for this? <laughs> dude, I'm so ready. Supersonic by JJ Fad. <laughs> Goddamn right. Supersonic. Oh my god, what? dude! I fucking love right. that it's song, dude. Song. It is so good. Just oh, shout out man. to my sisters for playing the. They had the cassette tape. Oh, dude, I can picture your sisters oh. fucking blaring that shit, doing the oh, fucking doing the and shit. shit yeah, dude. Like, dude, yes, dude. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, but I mean, you think about this too. All right, I'll get into the song, but executive produced by Mr. Eric Wright, aka Easy E, for Ruthless Records. Yes, Easy E. Audio production by Dr. Dre and DJ Yella. The oh money made from that album, JJ Fad, helped uh-huh. fund production of Straight Out of Compton. Like, but, dude, not yes. indirectly, but very directly, JJ yeah. Fad is responsible exactly. in part. But let's get to the song. This for song Straight Out of Compton is that is fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay, yes, let's talk about but this. The That's brilliant. So though. I'm glad you brought that up. The the three. Three of them, they're just oh, so, so good, good on the mic. I love their voices. I love their rhyming. I love everything. Yeah. It, I know, yes, it's yeah. old school. Maybe it's not as technical as it could be, but it's just perfect. It's great. Everything about it. And I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go for it. Ready Ready for this? Oh, my God. Dude, this. Yes, I'm ready. I go. 
The S is for super and the U is for unique. The P is for perfection and you know that we are free. The E is for exotic and the R is for rap. So yes. tell those nosy people to stay the hell back. <laughs> Sonic. Dude, I have to do it. First time ever. Yes. yes. You get the fucking... You get the stock applause that came with our shitty little <laughs> podcast rigs, dude. One more time. There you go. That, Thank you. that was Thank special. You. That was special. Thank you. Dude, that is the jam, man. Supersonic dude. by JJ Fad. You can't fuck with that song. No, you cannot. You cannot. And I would, I'd be willing to bet like anybody who knows anything about hip hop, too, would not argue with you. Even if they're like a young cat. If you know your history... It, right. You know what I mean? That's just that's just the yeah. a fucking jam, dude. It's so good. Right. Mm. It's in your head now. Like you, it, it is it's just Yep. Oh god, that's a good one, dude. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, they just uh, and again, man, not to sound like a boomer, but so much of hip hop's just not fun anymore, man. Like that right. shit was fun. That was fun. It was so good. All the lyrics are just fun. And again, it's you know, braggadocious and just yes, having a good time i'm the just, best i'm the shit oh, like man. that yeah so great. Yep. yeah oh man but shout that out was... jj fat man i mean they were just yes. awesome they were, yeah, that song is just stood the test of time ah. everybody still loves it from that era man like even i'm blown away dude i played it for the first time for my daughter this week when i was like you know getting ready for the to record and She's running around the house now just going supersonic. Supersonic. <laughs> I texted my sister this week. And I'm like, yo, uh, this episode I'm recording this week. I'm like, you're the inspiration for one of my songs. Like, you, That's great, <laughs> dude. You're playing that song all the time. Again, with the with the fun facts, um, did yeah. any of like Fergie Fergalicious come up in your research? No. Have you ever made that connection, dude? Love Fergie, love Fergie, love like all that. No. dude. Fergalicious is just a ripoff of fucking Supersonic. It's Supersonic. Well, now that you say it, I mean, yeah. dude, it's it's Supersonic. Damn. And I mean, whatever. What's old mm -hmm. is new. But yeah, I was just wondering if that came up in your in your in your research because yeah, people got pissed. There was a lot of people. Yeah, that yeah, just, you know. Dude, Diddy made an entire career doing that, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, that's up there. That is find up there. A better oh jam. my god. All right. That's we that's sonic. now okay, new episode. We're gonna do an entire <laughs> like old school jam because uh oh, that's now it's got me fired up, dude. I want to go listen to like eighties and nineties hip hop, dude. Yes. That's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. That was uh that was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, man, that was great. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. But hey, this is the greatest mixtape podcast. If you uh, want to check us out on the socials, we're on Instagram at, at the greatest mixtape podcast or shoot us an email at the greatest mixtape podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, show suggestions. Uh, if we say anything that's not correct, please correct us. Uh, we don't, as you can tell, we yeah. don't script 90% of what comes out of our mouths, man. So we might get dates wrong. We might get, you know, things wrong. Please let us know, man. We may sound like we know what we're talking about. But... <laughs> At the end of the day, we're just two idiots with microphones. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, we want to hear, hey, show ideas or just any kind of feedback. Let us have Absolutely. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please reach out. Let us know. All right. Well, uh, on that note, till next time, I'm Eric. And I'm Mac. This is the greatest mixtape podcast. Yep. <laughs>